Welcome to One Hand One Bounce, we're a Tasmanian sports podcast. I'm Luke and I'm a massive sports lover, been lucky enough to be employed in sport, I'm volunteering in sport and I'm a proud parent and coach and love being involved in sport. And hi, I'm Ollie and I love my footy, my soccer and my cricket. I pretty much love all sports and thanks for listening to our podcast. We hope you enjoy it. Hello and welcome to this special episode of One Hand One Bounce. I'm here with Ollie. Hello. How are you? Okay. Good. Even. Good. Even. Yeah. That's good. Even. <laughs> even good. Even though I'm usually any too much evens and too much good. <laughs> so we've got some big news to talk about. Yep. Tasmania has an AFL and AFLW license. Yep. That's pretty big news in Tasmanian sport and Australian football. Mm-hmm. Very yeah. big news, in fact. Historic news. Mm-hmm. It's hard to overstate how big this news is. It's been talked about for many, many years, before I was born even. But it's only really become, like, realistic in the past, like, 30 years. Yep. Actually there, there was a big push after Tasmania beat Victoria in the state of origin in 1990, and then there was another big push, I want to say the late 2000s. There was Mars came on board as a sponsor. I remember that. that. It was all through the newspaper and in the news for a while there, and that was uh, there was talk of relocation at that point, all the same discussions with... North Melbourne, and that was before Gold GWS Coast, and Gold Coast came in. They were saying about North Melbourne relocating to the Gold Coast. That's right. So it was around that time, and then obviously it got put in the back burner when GWS and Gold Coast came in. Yep. Um, but the last probably, what, two, three years, yeah. it's really it's gained up. some momentum again. And then here we are with the announcement in August 2022, like they said they would. Maybe just a couple of months late. Like That's okay. Only, anyway, it happened, it happened. Good things come to those who wait, as they say. Here we are. So pretty momentous occasion, as I said. Yep. Um, talk me through that, you know, we don't know all the detail, but what we do know. Um, that they're joining 2028. Okay. Yeah, um, that's the AFL and yeah, AFLW yeah. still to be confirmed. Um, they probably won't be able to be called the Devils. They might be able to, yeah, oh, but well, there is an issue what I've there. Heard, that's maybe not going to happen. Yeah. We need a new name. Well, that's okay. Any it's thoughts? A, it's kind of interesting, though. Like, they're from Tasmania, yet Warner Brothers, like a US company... Somehow, um, got the, the yeah, mm. even though like we're trying to do something Tasmanian, but obviously it's a Tavi devil, but and that's my point. I think there could be a way around that, but that's okay. Do what do we think? Do we do we think devils? It's probably the it's, it's the, the safe option, yeah. put it that way. But we've seen like the Jack Jumpers, and who would have tipped the Jack Jumpers as a name, you know, um, 
a year before that happened, you, yeah. w- you wouldn't have sort of even had that in your top 10, I don't reckon. No. So I think there's some other options out there that will come to light and who knows, you know, it might not be the devils. Yeah. It might be something else that wins out. It's from what I understand, they're pretty keen to have the Tasmanian people vote. Yeah. Or put forward or, you know, have some sort of poll or something that people get some input into it. Yeah. What, and what do you think, like the colours and the logo? Right. And you would think the colours would be green, red and yellow. Or like, sort, of, sort of like that forest green and maroon. Yeah, and then the, which the is yellow. good. It's good because it's a colour not really seen in AFL much. Oh, I so agree. Obviously yeah. there's lots of teams with red, but there's not really any teams with a predominant uh, green colour. I don't think there's any, is there? That have green in... Any apart from like indigenous, I don't think yeah, so. Yeah, I don't think so. I'm just trying to think. So that would be a good the, choice. Probably the closest with those colours is the Adelaide Crows have yeah. the red, yellow, and blue. But it's still not the same, and you wouldn't think it would be the same Guernsey design. No, for because you... if you think about it, there's so many other teams with similar Guernseys like Collingwood and Geelong, mm. or North Melbourne, Collingwood, Hawthorne. Yeah. Like so. Oh, that's right. I think a predominantly maroon, uh, sorry, predominantly um, green. green, dark green with a maroon sort of uh, second colour and then maybe yellow as the the trim or the third colour would I, work quite well, I, as it has done in the past. I'm imagining like a V. People have talked about a map, which mm. could happen, but I think like a red V on like a green background. Well, could you go the V and then just put a line across the top of the V to I don't know how not oh, graphic yeah, designer, like but to turn it into turn yeah. it into a Taz. Don't want to go too design. close to Port Adelaide, but yeah, could do hmm. something. Anyway, there's a bit of time to work those things out. Um, they need to appoint a board, and then and then the board will um, appoint a CEO, and then things will the start rolling from there. That's right. Then they'll. Then they'll wow. look at, you know, football department and still, sponsorship people and all that sort of stuff. Like, it's probably less likely now, but Alistair Clarkson is their first coach, you never know. Mm. Now, obviously, now is at North Melbourne, but there's a lot of time in between then and now, a bit like what they did with GWS yeah. and Gold Coast, not so much, but still a bit have, like, a coach who's coached a lot. A senior, experienced coach. Yeah, yeah. as their starting base and probably a coach who's towards the end of their coaching career just to start yeah. them off. And, look, I think the there's, couple of years. there's plenty of really experienced people around the AFL that may be keen to help out, whether they're looking to be the coach or, or some sort of mentor role or what have you. I mean, just to name a few, you've got um, Chris Fagan at, at the Brisbane Lions. You've got Rodney Ede who is not too long out of coaching. He's probably not looking to coach again, but you know, he's an experienced football person. Mm. So you've got people like this. You've got Brendan Gale who's at, you know, right at the top of the, the tree with as a CEO at, at Richmond that may be keen to be involved. Very passionate Tasmanian, so obviously I'm talking about all the Tasmanian people. Yeah, but around. then there's others as well. Yeah, like, then there's non-Tasmanian people like an Alistair Clarkson, like yeah. you say. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. But I mean, how exciting is it that we're able to talk about these things? Yeah, it's good. Knowing that the team is coming. 
It's going to work interestingly with the buy. Yeah. Are they going to have what Alistair Clarkson pr- proposed in a 19-round season where each team has one buy? That could work. It could, but I reckon the AFL would be keen to have a 20-round season. Yeah, I'm oh, not sure how that would work with the yeah, buy, though. Yeah, and um, then... With well, a tw- sorry, 20 teams play 20 games. Yeah, with... Um, I'm not so much thinking about gather round. Yeah, but I... I'm I'll... thinking about the double up so that teams play... Oh, no, that would be 19... No. Sorry, 19 rounds. So they play each other once and then they play oh, one other team. No. Because if it was 19 rounds, I'd play 18 matches. Right, okay. So it would be 20 and then Okay, what I'm talking about, I think they'd be keen to have yeah a double up of, like, the showdown yeah. and the derby and, and, and the, you know, a part, the bridge part and like, Collingwood yeah. or Collingwood Essendon or those types of games. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I think they wouldn't look to have 18 games only, I guess, from a TV rights perspective as well. That's... Diminishing yeah. that money um, coming in, but yeah, it would I don't know. Be really hard because, like, Indigenous round is kind of two rounds now, so that would work because the teams that have the buys they just play a home game a week that they don't have the buy. But gather round, like, who has the buy and gather round? Yeah. Well, if it's still a thing, it's at least in Adelaide to try and try and think. Six. That's well, where, like, what they did with Gold Coast and GWS. They're talking about the double up of an NT team. Yeah, there has been some talk about a 20th team, hasn't there? Yeah. And then, well, even if you only have the 19, I think the finals should go to a 10-team finals and you have your top six and then your seven plays your 10 and your eight plays your nine as you play in, like your NBA-style play-in tournament. So they play in the, the first week after the last round. All the other six teams get the that week off, so it's like a bye week into finals for them. But the the seven to ten have to play, and then that gives them seventh and eighth position, and then you go through the finals yeah. as it is now. Because with the bye, there's so many rounds you don't think about, like Anzac Day, like the first round, who has mm. the bye in that round. Yeah, it does create some challenges. But I mean, they can all be overcome. Well, but. you said about TV rights and stuff. It's probably about the same because that that means they probably wouldn't have the mid season buy, mm. and they've still got nine rounds every match. So if you think um, yep. there's nine less matches for the mid season buy, and then there's um, nineteen yeah. less match. So that's like only ten less matches. Yeah. Well, all that will be worked out. Yeah. All that will be worked out over the next couple of years. Um, just moving on to any thoughts on players. It's very early stages, of course, well, but are there any young Tasmanian players that are, that are in the AFL that you know, we could look to? So five years from now... There's not really any reliable ones that would still be contracted. I can think of a couple, but they're they're probably not going to be at the right age. So someone like Alex Pearce, captain of Fremantle. he's going to be a bit too But he's going to be, he's already sort of late 20s now, so he'd be right at the end of his career. 
he may, you know, he may still be going and Tassie could get him for a year or two, but it's what I'm more getting at is who's the, who's the like 20 to 22 year old right now that in five years time will be, you know, 150, 200 game player. Yeah. That we could, you know, look to build our team around. Well, That's... there's a few draftees in the past couple of years, but they're too young. Yeah, you don't yeah. really know who's coming through there's just like yet. Aaron Thomas, who's about 24 or something. Yeah, he's... He's, he's got some off-field challenges yeah. going on. And, yeah. And then there's, like, Jai Menzi, who's been yep. hit, but who knows where and he will be in five there's years. There's a few... T- yeah, there's... Um, there's Mansell at Richmond. There's Sam Banks who hasn't um, had a game yet. And then look, there's yeah. like Lockie Cowan and yeah, and Seth Campbell. I didn't even realise he was Tasmanian. He was drafted to Richmond. So there's a few around, but yeah, yeah there's probably yes, not right. that out and out sort of. You know, there's. Uh, I'm thinking a player like a Horn Francis. Yeah, or you a, know um, that's going to be good. Or a Sheasel that's yeah. best on, or a Nick Dacos. Um, None of them are Tasmanian, but, of course, Tassie could still, you know, look to recruit them across and build their team around them. Um, well, that's what Gold Coast did with Gary Ablett, and it nearly worked. If he didn't get injured, they probably would have made finals one year. Yeah. I think he def- definitely helped boost their, well, boost their team. Well, yeah. a couple of bar- best and fairest. And, and all the off-field stuff as well. But I think, I think that's going to be... Uh, I hope I'm not wrong, but I think the off-field, you know, selling the team to the public is going to be less of a challenge in Tasmania than it was in the Gold Coast or, wow. or Western Sydney. I think I think the Tasmanian community are going to get around them. I know there's lots of examples of, like, you and I, we have our AFL team, the Saints. Yeah. We would still go. We'll look to get a membership if, you know, if there's the right mix, if there's, like, a... Four game or six game membership yeah. or something like that. I think we'll we'll look to get probably a family membership and and go along. Yeah. Um. Even though we're St Kilda supporters, yeah, well, you and I, second team. But yeah, that's right. They'll be our genuine especially, second team, especially if the Saints play down here, which well, you, they're a chance to. You, you'd think. You'd think they're going well. You'd think yeah. the AFL, if they're smart, will look to schedule. Yeah, the, the teams clubs. with more Tasmanian links. And well, against you, Tassie. Well, if you think you've got eleven games each year, home games each year, so each team should play in Tassie like once a year. Let me say this: so every second year, a team will have to travel to Tassie. Hmm. So, so yeah. Collingwood shouldn't be playing. Oh, last time was ten years ago. It should be yeah, oh, two right. years ago. Exactly right. right. No, that's right. Shouldn't be. Because obviously at Bunston and Utah's has it's only four games each and they give them to the lower teams. Like a game at Utah's has have had some not very good games. Like they had Hawthorne, North Melbourne, which is like battle of like seventeenth and sixteenth, and they have West Coast Hawthorne. Mm. Like they're two they're you can't really get any worse than that. Yes. Yeah, no, you're right. We should be getting all the big clubs yeah. um, every second year. Yeah, and even if they don't do that, the Saints would probably still come down given we're not a very big club compared to... Yeah, well, Tas- like Tasmania has a big... Ta- oh, sorry, St Kilda has a big Tasmanian following because yeah. of lots of Tasmanian players that have played yeah. with St Kilda over the years. 
and there's some other clubs with some links as well. Like, like Essendon. Yeah, Ri- Richmond sort of comes to mind. Wow. Yeah, yeah. everywhere. Um, Hawthorne, obviously. And Hawthorne have established themselves. So you think those teams, they will definitely want to um, send down to Tassie, but um, like you said, the, the depending on how the, the fixture looks, um, every team will end up coming down every second year anyway. Yeah. All right. So what else? What about the stadium? What are your thoughts on that? It's good, and obviously it's not going to be much bigger than Blunston, but I think it's going to be a lot better. Yeah. Because if you think Blunston's twenty thousand, but it's well, a it's, good. It's not quite twenty thousand, yeah. really. I mean, the the hill means that you know it's arguable whether you can get twenty thousand in there because it's you know it's how many people do you cram into yeah, well, an empty spot. So I think the biggest crowd it's had is eighteen. 18 and a little bit, so yeah. capacity, re- you know, technically around 18,000, mm-hmm. although it's sort of cold 20, it's really yeah. 18. So it will be, yeah, that sort of 5,000 or so bigger, and like you say, it'll be, you know, it won't have a hill. Mm-hmm. Um, not that I think there's no, anything wrong I with the hill and Bunster Arena, yeah. but, but it'll be a full stadium with full seating, um, all the, the latest and greatest you know, technology yeah. and design into it. So it'll, I sort of picture it as a, a miniature version of a, like of a Marvel Stadium or, or an Optus Stadium. Yeah, yeah. that's what. And um, Blunston Arena, it's a nice stadium, but it definitely could be improved. Yeah. It's, it's not it's, uh, it's not very new. No, and it's, I mean, it's had upgrades, but they've always been you know, part of the stadium. They haven't. There's never been a full rebuild of the stadium. So there's older parts and there's newer parts and there's good things about the stadium and there's not so good things. And and obviously the the, the location of it being yeah, right. right in a suburb with houses, you know, literally across the street, you know, 20 metres away, yeah. um, makes it a real challenge to... Yeah, especially events as well. Big events there, that's like right. Concerts and stuff. Yeah, so like curfews. this stadium won't have those same challenges. No. Um, there's obviously still a lot of work to do around the transport and well, you know, infrastructure, and, and I think ferries has got to play a massive yeah, part. And it, I think hopefully that also has a boost to Hobart as a city to, yeah. you know, to have a ferry, proper ferry network because. To me, it's so silly that we don't at the moment. Yeah. And um, 23,000, it's not too big either because you want to be able to fill it. But that's about the size for Metricon and Giant Stadium and they haven't been able to fill it. Yep. But I think Tassie could. That's a good point. You don't want to build a 30,000-seat stadium that, yes, you would fill when Tassie play Collingwood or Tassie play Essendon, but when Tassie play GWS... You know, you might get your eight to ten thousand, mm. and in a thirty thousand seat stadium, that just would feel silly. But in a twenty three thousand seat stadium, that's that's half full. That's probably not so bad. Yeah. So you're right, I think, and and same with you know, I I would presume that Big Bash cricket would be played yeah. there. So same sort of thing. They've been getting sort of, you know, six to ten thousand people to. To big bash matches, I, I'd like to think that would increase a little yeah. bit because of the new stadium and, and, and new amenities. crowds are starting to go up slowly, especially last season they did 
yeah. that rise, like we had a game over 10,000 yeah, people, which was been the first, first for a little time while. In yeah. that, since before COVID. Yeah, so I think if they can be, yeah, look, I think they could, you know, in, in five years from now, if, if there's a bit more work done around the Big Bash and scheduling and and all of that, then I think, you know, around the 15,000 mark is, is pretty achievable. Yeah. Um, particularly in a new stadium and, and with, you know, good facilities yeah. and, and a good transport network to get there. Um, um, I reckon it could host basketball. Like, I know, Tassie, it's one, like, Jack Jumpers finals. I reckon you could get a decent crowd. Like 20,000. Not the worst idea. Because they're always saying, let's upgrade my state bank. And even, but they could upgrade that to 10,000 and get more than six or 7,000 every time and get 10,000 for your biggest game of the year. Mm. But then if they have like a final or the boomers play down here, like they've done it at Marvel, obviously, Hobart's nowhere near as big. But I reckon they could fill the whole floor and then get half the stands full. Well, I reckon that you know you, you've touched on touched on something else that this stadium opens up. I think is yeah. is the potential. We mentioned concerts, you know, so I think that's one thing. You know, the the likes of um, you know an Ed Sheeran or what have you. Maybe yeah. there's a maybe there's the opportunity to get those types of concerts, which Tassie misses out on at the moment. We have because. had the old big one like an Elton John um, has been to Launceston a couple of times. Um, but I, I think, you know, those top tier performers may be able to. We may be able to get them here. Um, and then I think you're right. It's those other sports like a basketball, soccer, a soccer. You know. Well, uh, well, they've been saying that Tassie are a chance to get an A League team. So yeah. obviously we probably need a rectangular stadium to host most of the games. But then. There's like finals, as I said, or bigger games, and they could play it there instead. Yep, that's right. If it's a true multi-purpose venue, then you're right. Maybe so. You 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 know your um, Tasmanian state cricket games maybe continue yeah, to be played at, at Bunston Arena, but then your big bash and your international matches at the new stadium potentially. Mm-hmm. And, and same with other sports, like you say, a, a, a soccer. If we if we did get an A League team, you're right. I think we'd need a you know, a boutique, yeah, you know, rectangle like a stadium. Yeah, smaller stadium, like a 20,000, about yeah, that. Yeah, or even a... 15,000. Yeah, even a, you know, even a 10,000 seat yeah, stadium, I think. Yeah, just a nice, and then, small, cosy stadium. And then you can play your bigger games yeah. at a... Um, at Macquarie Point. Yeah, and also at a, at a refurbished UTAS, we mustn't yeah. forget. Yeah, that, that's going to be... That's on the cards as well. And, look, I don't think it's the worst idea to... You know, have a the odd Pazzy AFL home game at a regional venue, so somewhere like Dial Park in Penguin. It's well, it's an AFL oh, standard ground. There's not a lot of facility around, but, but they that could, could build it up. That could be solved, um, or it could be temporary. So you know, maybe they get one game a year. So it's I know we want to play all the games in the new stadium, but yeah. maybe you play seven in the new stadium, three at Utah's, one at Penguin. Or a regional venue, and then maybe Hawthorne still they're talking about maybe they want to continue to play a few home games in Tassie, so maybe they still play two or three games in Long System. Yeah, well, it's not unhurt, as in, even though there's eight Victorian teams, they still can, they still play at regional venues in Victoria, so yeah, so or or maybe it's a 
an interstate team that sell a sell a um, home game to to the northwest coast of Tassie. Who knows? There's there's yeah. lots of opportunities. Um, but I think coming back to the the new stadium, I think you're right. Something like soccer with the A League potentially. You know, if the stadium's done right and it is, it is um, sort of multi-purpose, and we could host. You know the odd soccer game. Maybe there's also you know rugby. I was Maybe just the, the Wallabies that. get to play a or an international a against a or NRL. yeah. Maybe it's even just a, like you say One super NRL rugby. Maybe the Rebels. You know, in a in a game against a, a low drawing, you know, opposition. Maybe they come down to Tassie and bring or, bring that game or down. Or the Storm in the NRL. That's right. Yep. And both both of those teams have played some practice games in Tassie in the past, yeah. but um, the new that stadium just opens up the possibilities for, for those types of things. So, yeah, look, there's a lot of work to be done, no doubt, on yeah. you know, getting the stadium design and the infrastructure around it, the transport, yeah. like we said, getting all that planned out, but, and then the, then the negotiations with these, these sports, but obviously having AFL locked yeah. in, and then I think cricket's the, the big one that... Tasmanian government and, and and Cricket Australia and Cricket Tas obviously will need to work through well, what that looks like, but th- then then the opportunities yeah. can open up from there. Well, I think it's good that the stadium doesn't have a roof. Well, it's not good, good, but it's okay. Like Bunston doesn't have a roof, and obviously it's not amazing, but I think it as being a whole stand stadium, it's going to have a roof that covers like half or most of the seating in the stadium. So if you're watching, you're not going to get, like, rained on, whereas, like, on the hill at Bunston and yeah. other places. It would still be a better experience. There, there is some talk that maybe the roof still is on the cards. It was 750, though, and now it's 715. And Look, there's, yeah, there's a bit of water to go under the bridge, I think. It's, who knows where that'll end up? I don't think... We want a roof because that means it can't host international cricket up under the ICC reg- rules yeah. and which is an interesting one. That that obviously Marvel. Maybe this. Maybe it's worth a phone call to the ICC because to, to ask that question because surely, you know, that's in my mind just thinking logically. You know, it's. It's avoiding the weather problems that is the one big challenge with cricket is yeah. that you can't play when it rains. So if you stick a roof on the stadium, well, you solve that problem in my mind. The reason they've done it, I'm pretty sure, is because in Marvel's case, the ball has hit the roof before yeah. in international cricket. So they're trying to stop that from happening and then all the controversy and... Yeah, but I, I think you can work around that. But... Yeah. Um, Who knows? We will watch this space, hey? I just want to quickly say something. People are like, how are people going to get home from work because of the new, like if there's an AFL team playing there? But if you think about it, it's seven games a year, they've said, at the Macquarie Point Stadium. In the first two years, it won't even be at Macquarie Point. Yeah. Um, How many of those would be on Fridays? Probably zero. And Maybe no, one. Yeah, no, no one really works on Saturdays and Sundays. Well, what? people work and yeah. they've got things to do, but it's, I well, that's why the transport infrastructure is 
such a key because I don't. There's not going to be anywhere to park anyway, so you don't want people. Ferries and light rail. And yeah, you don't want people driving to the stadium. If you and I are keen to go along, or you know, we take take Mum and Charlie, the whole family goes along. We just drive down to Ballarat. Correct. Ferry Correct. across. Exactly right, mate. We're not going to be driving into the city. That's just not going to work. Um, because of that reason as well. Like if people were commuting, you know, to, to and from work or they're, you know, running the family around for sport on the weekend or doing whatever they're doing and there's a game on, then you want you want the roads around that area to be functioning well. And, yes, there might be some interruptions, but um, you, you need to get people to and from the stadium via other means. And I think ferries is a key part of that. Buses, no doubt, mm. will play a part as well. And, and having park and ride, you know, people coming from Kingston, you know, jumping on a ferry or parking their car at, up at Kingston Twin Ovals or down at the, um, you know, the, the, the centre of Kingston there at the shopping centre and jumping on a on a bus and, and getting well, straight up there, you know, the, having a dedicated bus yeah, lane, well, you know, all those sort of things. You say about buses, um, we've been to Perth. To watch a footy game and the derby, so like yeah. biggest game of the year, their buses are done so well. Like there's not much congestion. Well, there's a bit of congestion because it's a city with yeah. like two million people, but it's done pretty well. Like there's just stops all around. Yep. Get on the bus, takes you to the stadium. And That's right. Might be, it was so, it was easier for yeah. us to catch a bus than drive. Yeah. And Melbourne obviously have the benefit of trains and trams, and that. You know, Hobart doesn't have that. But like you said, I, like, I think they're silly not to put light rail in on the existing rail line because that would end up right at Macquarie Point and, and also, you know, I think that would work well for commuters during the week, you know, that, that live out at sort of Glenorchy, that that direction, um, to jump on a on a tram and get to, to work, you know, within sort of 15 minutes rather than battle the traffic on the road. You know, all those things I think will be crucial to the the stadium working, um, but also should hopefully have some benefits for Hobart, you know, outside of sporting event days. Yeah, and I just want to say, AFLW, what you could do there, you could do what they've done in, well, they might end up doing it. I reckon they will. They could play some games at Bluntston for AFLW and yep. then some at, the new stadium, because they've played AFLW at Optus, but they've also played at, at other smaller stadiums. Yeah. But, and I, I reckon they would be silly not to. I reckon they could play AFLW at the Wacker yep. now, given it's renovated and rejuvenated. Yep. No, so that's what I like. Footy. And I reckon they could even, um, well, host... They probably won't host AFL games at the Wacker in regular rounds, but if Perth wants to gather round, that's good ground yep. to make a case for. But, yeah, we could do a similar thing with AFLW and Hobart. Yeah, good idea. Spot on. And they could play some games at other more regional stadiums as yeah, well. that's right. All right, we might wrap it up there, mate. Yep. Good news. Very exciting. We will keep talking about it as information comes to light over the next five years. Yep, long way to go. We'll probably nearly be at 500 episodes by then, <laughs> if, if we're, we're still going. If we're still going. We hope to be. Yeah. 
And who knows, yourself or your brother, that you might be pushing for draft? Well, 2028 means I'll be two years off. I'll be in the 2030 AFL draft, which means they still might be getting local picks, so I never know. It's only 2033. Yeah. Yeah. You're not playing football this year, though, so you're probably going to get back to school. Yeah. Quite next year. All right. Well, anyways. I'm kind of missing it, but yeah. Exciting times, and. We're very excited to talk about it, and we will keep talking about it, won't we? Yeah. All right. Thanks, mate. Speak soon. Yep. Bye.